Welcome to Your Life, Your Way, a podcast series where TMU students and faculty members share their stories about working, studying, and living in Taiwan. Now, let's get started. Hello, everyone. It's time for Your Life, Your Way, a podcast brought to you by TMU, Taipei Medical University. My name is Joseph Lin, and today we have invited to the show Jeff Wong, who is the Associate Professor of the School of Dentistry, College of Oral Medicine at TMU. He's also the Director and Division of Periodontics at TMU Hospital. And the topic is Revolutionizing Smiles, Exploring the World of Regenerative Dentistry. As we all know, smile is a very important language. It's an international language. When we are happy, we smile. When we finish a great meal, we smile. And when we take a photo, we got to smile as well, right? So please welcome to our show. Again, it's Jeff Wong. Hello, Jeff. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, like right now, we're smiling at each other. And it's one of the most important features of meeting someone, you know, that, that, that facial expression, that smile, that connection. So people care about this a lot. And you're in this field. Uh, we're going to talk about something that is very, uh, I guess, revolutionary. And first, we should get to know you better as a person. Tell us about your background. Where did you study? Were you always interested in uh, this field? And uh, what's your direction now? All right, thanks so much. Um, sure, actually, I graduated from Taipei Medical University. And, um, oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, and after graduation, I went to um, um, have my military application mm-hmm. served, and I did a two years training at the hospital, mm-hmm. kind of a general practice um, residency. And at that time, I actually know I, I want to pursue an academic career, and I'm also interested, actually, in this uh, regenerative dentistry, mm. and that's why I chose uh, periodontics and to study abroad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went to uh, the States um, mm. uh, and do a dual training, uh, so it's kind of a specialty training, but also uh, you know combined with a PhD degree okay. at Harvard, and then... In 2015, I went to uh, University of Michigan, and very lucky I I got to um, get recruited as assistant professor, and then uh, gradually uh, uh, become associate professor there. And and then um, it's kind of full circle that I I came back last year. You know, Uh came back to my alma mater, and you know. To serve this new role back here. to TMU, yeah, I'm very excited. Right, it's yeah. a whole loop, a full circle right. that took more than a decade to complete. Right? Uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations on all your achievements, and it sounds like you know you have uh, a very motivated, driven uh, career path that you that you've taken. You know, educational path and career path that you've taken here, and that's why you are great at doing what you're doing right now. Uh, but you did stay in the states for a good you know, 10, 12 years uh, on the East Coast and Michigan. Right, that's right. How was that experience? Well, you know, in the beginning, of course, um, I was very nervous. Mm. Uh, and the East Coast and the Midwest, totally different. Oh, okay, and, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so in Boston, you know, um, but, you know, it's quite international already at that point. Mm-hmm. I think what, um, so I got to expose different, you know, people there and different culture. and But struck me the most is the you know the, the research experience there of course um, right. I did my thesis at the, at the medical school and um, and different walks of uh, person and different scholars from different world uh, right different, uh, different fields. F- fields and right. places and and yeah that's where you know you get all those inspirations and right, yeah, right. and some sparks. Yeah, together. I'm sure it was an invaluable experience for sure, right. academically and also socially as well. You yeah, know? yeah so. right. Well, let's talk about what you do right here, and we're talking about regenerative dentistry, and what are some of its advancements over the years. Um, when we say regenerative, that means we're using our own body to generate tissue and generate 
parts, if you will, right. uh, to heal ourselves. I mean, tell us more about that. Yeah, I think in the beginning, um, you know, for oral tissues, mm -hmm. actually we're trying to grow some bone back mm. to support the tooth. That's mm. that's the first intention in the regenerative uh, sure. dentistry because when there's gum disease, some bone resorb away because of some local infection and inflamed gum. Mm -hmm. And at that time, as a periodontist, we always think about, you know, if we can potentially grow the bone back to support the tooth. Mm -hmm. And that development kind of uh, took place, but very slowly, because um, mm. no one wanted safety to spend that much money. Okay. <laughs> but now, you know, in the past two or three decades, because of the dental implants, actually for the missing teeth, people are willing to, you know, invest and you know replace their teeth. Mm -hmm. And that's where when this field kind of evolve and you know uh, advance a lot because people want to have their a new tooth to right. replace their missing teeth. Right, and then. People realize, or you know, we as a clinician uh, encounter a lot that there's not enough bone to support or be able to place those dental implants. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we start to think about if we can reconstruct those uh, jawbone and uh, bone to support uh, dental implant, artificial roots right. to have new crowns. And later, um, we were, we want to also regenerate some healthy gum around the bone, mm -hmm. more stronger gum. It's called carotenized tissue. Okay. And those tissues are important to have a better barrier to you know be able to maintain a healthier for prosthetics and also teeth as well. Mm. Yeah, we want the patient to have healthy smiles, not just you know yeah. uh, artificial, but a lot of uh, you know gum disease right, or right, issues right. underneath. Healthy and strong smiles too. Healthy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's not just the exterior; it's the actual bone structure and you know supporting you know the tissue around it as well. Right. But you're right. I guess as human beings, we have limitations of growing another teeth back. You know, that only happens once in our life. Um, there's no breakthrough in that in any way at this point. Actually, there, there oh, is. is. Actually, there? that's really? the number one question patient asks. Can we regrow <laughs> teeth again? Can we just put a butt and let it grow by itself? <laughs> Actually, we can, but not right now, we just can't really control how it grows. Mm. So, mostly in animal models, but um, right. we can grow teeth, but it's just in different shapes that we cannot control okay. it. So, right. yeah, we can't really. Well, know, we'll have a lot of, of Draculas running around in that case, right? All these. Pointy teeth. <laughs> yeah, it might work. <laughs> but interesting, uh, because you know, as someone who's outside of this field, I would never think of that as a possibility. But with so much medical advancements in every front, you know, you know right, anything we, is we possible. Yeah. Are actually tapping into you know frontiers that we have never thought of before. So that's great, and I'm sure this has been going on for decades already. Uh, like I said, I'm an outsider, so this is all fresh to me. But what's more cost effective right now, uh, like you said, is focusing on regenerative dentistry on oral tissue regeneration, et cetera, et cetera. What are some of the common, obviously, you know, periodontal disease is one, but what are some of the common uh, dental conditions that can benefit from this procedure? I think another example is um, root canal treatment. Because mm. these days, um, uh, we're trying to do a so-called vital pop therapy, which means we don't want to remove those uh, pop tissues, you know, those nerve and vessels in the canal. Mm -hmm. um, so we tried to put some medicine, tried to grow those um, tissue back mm -hmm. in the tooth so we can preserve them. Mm -hmm. um, and then we can limit um, some, we can preserve more tooth structure by not having needing to do some aggressive uh, root canal debridement. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's basically what root canal does is just remove those tissues and right to put in some fillings and um, so we can preserve the two. But we try now, we try to 
preserve even the tooth, the tissues inside the teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't need to do um, some mechanical debridement, which means removing some of the infected tooth structure as well. Mm. So, yeah, that's kind of another example. And and the third one, of course, is um, if you have some chronic ulcerations in your mouth, okay. we try to grow some kind of a mucosa or skin, try to cover it uh-huh. as well. So, you know, a patient won't suffer from, because a lot of chemo patients undergoing chemotherapy, oh. they are, it's actually pretty devastating to have so many ulcerations in their mouth. Right. And uh, or for oral patients with oral cancer, yeah, uh, undergoing oral tissue reconstruction is also quite painful too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was going to say, you know, oral pain is one of the most painful pains <laughs> in the world. You know, yeah, uh, maybe second to giving birth to a child. You know, that's uh, right. But uh, that's why there's a lot of like medication for oral oral pain out, out there that you can buy over the counter too. <laughs> you know, we have to deal with this on different fronts, whether it be just a, a minor canker sore to of course, patients that have to go with uh, go through chemotherapy. Uh, so I'm sure all these advancements can help on so many different fronts. And there are a lot of different other type of gum diseases that are out there. I read something about pulp disease. Is that something you mentioned already? Or Oh, actually, that is the root canal therapy, the pulp disease. Ah. And we have to do some pulp treatment and okay. root canal treatment to remove those tissues. Right. But another condition is called gingival recessions, uh-huh. uh, where the gum kind of receded over time mm. because maybe under some bone deficiency or uh, trauma or sometimes even orthodontic treatment as well. Right. And then we're trying to cover those uh, denuded, uh, exposed root surface. Mm-hmm. So we want to uh, grow, basically grow the gum tissue back on those root surface. It's called root coverage procedure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's another uh, regenerative approach right. uh, in our specialty, trying to... Um, kind of um, correct those um, gingival recession. Sometimes it might cause some sensitivity or some aesthetic issues as well. Right. Interesting. Now, here in Taiwan, and if you've ever been to Taiwan, um, you can you can feel the vibe how dentistry is pretty popular around here, and we care about you know our oral well being and whatnot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, there's going to be a lot of career opportunities that are coming up for people here in Taiwan interested. Uh, what are some of the best uh, careers uh, that's associated with what you're doing? You know, uh, I'm a periodontist, so I might be biased, but I think uh, <laughs> sure. you know, a career as a periodontist would be the best. You know, to to kind of uh, take the lead in regenerative dentistry. That's also, you know, my my first in, intention and passion to pursue mm-hmm. a career as a periodontist. Right. Uh, but now we have to kind of um, combine with a lot of um, you know bioengineering and um, even a team approach mm-hmm. to achieve this. Um, so now we collaborate uh, with a lot of our scientists also and mm-hmm. um, and some even um, 3D printing technicians ah. as well because we are now printing tissues actually. Right. Yeah, so there are a new development in tissue engineering and tissue regeneration. So it's always a team approach uh, and we do embrace this team approach. So no matter if you're interested uh, in seeing patients or even you know developing some new approach in in the lab or uh, trying to grow stem cells or, mm. or to print cells or to print scaffold because for tissue regeneration we mm. also need to design customized scaffold for the patient to grow um, you know ideal uh, tissue structure as well so right. uh, there are different uh, career pathways and you can see what uh, your you know 
heart tells you and you, right. what your passion is, because um, you know it's it's. I think every every uh, team member would take a role in this, yeah, in this effort too. Absolutely, you know it's really fascinating. You know with, with technology advancing and some some of these technology may not have medicine in mind at first, like three three. 3D printing, like you mentioned, right? Uh, but because of, of its existence, now there are so many other possibilities and research that can be combined and done. And with the advancement of, of regenerative medicine right now, you know, there's so many other things that can be done. Yeah. Research, of course. That Even to AI, be. too, now these and days. AI, <laughs> right, right, exactly. So it's amazing. Now, now, what do you see are some of the uh, challenges or limitations at the moment for regenerative dentistry? And how are you guys dealing with it? Yeah, of course, this is kind of a new field um, and a lot of regulations for sure and um, patients or people's acceptance and uh, and also education as well. Mm-hmm. And we always have to analyze the cost, you know, effectiveness, um, kind of the ratio and the risk behind it. Um, um, so there are different barriers, but it's still a very exciting field and it actually does help patient to um, you know, reconstruct a little tissue that's uh, very vital for their health and also for the teeth and for the smile as well. And and that's ultimately what we care about is to have he- happy patients <laughs> right. you know, who, who can help with their lives, with their you know social uh, encounter and confidence as well. Um, and for example, for biologics, um, we have a different agent that, like a growth factor, that can help to grow mm-hmm. the tissue, mm-hmm. which is more available in the states. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of use it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But now back to Taiwan, we have a little bit less uh, options. But uh, you know, I'm happy it's kind of uh, the list is kind of increasing these days. But uh, there's different considerations um, that we need have to overcome sure. as well when we apply in the clinic. Sure. Like, like I mentioned, there's still a lot of research and development that is required at, the, at this stage. But but uh, from your point of view, I mean, regenerative dentistry, is it still in the infant stage or is it in the intermediate stage right now? Or it's pretty advanced and is, is pretty much practiced uh, in clinics around around the world? What stage uh, is it? I think for some part, it's already pretty mature. It's pretty uh, mature. Already. What we're okay. doing, uh, especially in, in our clinic now, we're trying to grow the tissue back compared mm-hmm. to maybe 10, 20 years ago. We we're just trying to cut those inflamed tissue away. Right. Uh, but now we are thinking how we can grow the both hard and soft tissue back on a daily basis, uh, not only for the teeth, but also for the dental implants too. Right. So it, uh, for some part, it's pretty mature, but a, a lot of development is still at its infant phase, as I mentioned about the tissue printing and right. the stem cell, how can we actually uh, u- use it uh, without any concerns. And Exactly. Yeah, those are, uh, you know, at the infant or intermediate phase. Right, there are a lot of regulations that need to be thought out too as right, well, right. right? But we yeah. always have to yeah, try yeah. to overcome it that, too. That's how it is, right. right. Very interesting. Now, now, how about you yourself? How do you see yourself in the future uh, in this regenerative dentistry and in the next five to ten years, uh, yourself or or the the industry in Taiwan? Oh, uh, thank you. So, it, uh, it's always my dream to become like a clinician scientist, mm-hmm. uh, trying to kind of um, having the clinician to work with scientists together to uh, to make some breakthrough, and that's a real challenge. And I also learned that in the states mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. It seems like a two different worlds uh, in, in the clinic and also in in the lab too. But I think my my role, you know, that's associated with my training is to to kind of bridge uh, this two together and mm-hmm. um, try to work together as well. 
and I can see that um, it's happening right now. A lot of efforts have been put, also by the school and also by the government, try to make those discovery happening um, or be able to help patients, you know, in a more rapid mm-hmm. way. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, sometimes it might take decades right. to actually translate from benchtop to clin- uh, to chair side. It's taking too long. But now uh, the government uh, also tried to overcome that period of time, you know, mm-hmm. that takes. So trying to outline what's uh, possible to be able to have a rapid translation mm-hmm. uh, in the field now. So, right. yeah, we can definitely expect some new um, approaches and, you know, um, some application in the clinic very soon. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, again, you are part of the Division of Periodontics at Taipei Medical University Hospital. Um, so, and, and you're the director. And yes, so, of course, uh, a lot of involvement with not only teaching, but also actual clinical practice as well. Right. I want to ask something that is kind of not necessarily about regenerative dentistry, but just periodontal disease in general, because I think a lot of people are very worried about that and they don't know if they have symptoms of that. You know, as someone from the field of dentistry, um, what as a common person like me should watch out for when it comes to that disease? Yeah, that's a very uh, good question and uh, something that we always trying to, you know, educate the public. As, yes. You know, usually the gum disease doesn't hurt and right. you won't feel anything mm-hmm. until it's too late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that means that that when you f- start to feel something or the two that's start to move mm-hmm. or it start to it's hurting you that means you know the disease you're in a quite, stage where <laughs> yeah, you have to really more worry more advanced, uh, <laughs> yeah. stay, you know stage of the, the gum disease so right. the early sign would be you know uh, bleeding bleeding right that's always the number one thing to look out for but then again you know uh, when you brush your teeth wrong or using a rough toothbrush you could hurt your gum easily and it may not be periodontal disease right yeah yeah absolutely yeah. So, as i mentioned so the, the recession sometimes might because of the you know traumatic brushing as well yeah there you go yeah so but uh, i would say definitely you want to have a regular checkup with the dentist and right. sometimes we do need to take some uh, radiograph x-rays to mm-hmm. check if there's any um you know bone loss around the teeth or any other uh, pathologies as well so mm-hmm. uh, i would definitely encourage at least annually to to, to see a dentist and uh, really take good care of your teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, yeah. so it's, it's kind of a painless disease, isn't it? You wouldn't know. It's not necessarily like gum pain equals periodontal disease. No. No, no, yeah. Okay. It's, it's, sometimes we call it a silent the tooth, silent. silent tooth killer. Too. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's like a chronic inflammation. Uh, yeah, you, you probably won't feel anything, um, but it, it start, slowly eats away the tissue around the mm. teeth. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's not not easy is to deal with. Is it a serious and bad uh, issue here in Taiwan? With uh, yeah, you know, especially with uh, you know beetle nut chewing and smoking right. and yeah. Um, yeah, but I I think it's you know getting better now. People are uh, way more educated about oral health uh-huh. these days and more caring about this issue. So I can see that uh, you know that's getting better over time. But right. still, there uh, it, it's hard to take good care of every corner of your mouth and right. you know and that's why we do encourage every six year to have a professional cleaning and mm-hmm. for uh, people 
that have higher risk of uh, developing gum disease, mm. maybe every three months, and mm. or even you know shorter uh, mm. recare as well. Okay. So, well, you just reminded me I should make an appointment <laughs> with with either you, Jeff, or one of your associations, yeah. <laughs> if possible. <laughs> sure. It's been a few years since I, since I did any uh, examination of my gum. I mean, I do get my uh, teeth clean and whatnot every maybe eight months or nine months. I mean, you're supposed to do oh, that. I think good. more often than that, but try my best. You know, no, but uh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jeff for your time uh, talking about all these advancements in this regenerative dentistry and where it's at right now and how there's a lot of possibilities and hopefully people who are listening to this podcast who are interested in this field can uh, be even more motivated and interested and maybe even contact you guys to learn more about how to get involved. Well, that does it for today's podcast, Your Life, Your Way, where we talked about revolutionizing smiles, exploring the world of regenerative dentistry. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, smiles are so important. Even doing a DJ show, you know, a radio show, uh, my mentor uh, says that I should always smile when I open up the mic because people can hear you smile. You know, you feel like smiles are something that are visual, but you can actually hear it when you're smiling and, and speak. Don't you agree, Jeff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> yeah. And we hope that Jeff and his team could bring you that $1 million smile. All right. Again, we're talking to the Associate Professor, School of Dentistry, College of Oral Medicine at Taipei Medical University, and also the Director of Division of Periodontics, TMU Hospital, Jeff Wong. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, pleasure to meet you. And thank you for listening to Your Life, Your Way, a podcast brought to you by TMU. My name is Joseph Lin. See you next time. Your Life, Your Way is brought to you by Taipei Medical University. To get more content sent directly to your device, you can subscribe to our program on iTunes or Spotify. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.